Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast, the 29th of June, 2023. It means it's a Thursday. Almost the end of June. Tomorrow's the last day of June. And if you're on the East Coast now, you're probably choking down the smoke from Canada again. Like, honestly, Canada, you can't put a, can't put a lid on this thing? Seriously, just throw some salt all over it, some baking powder or something. Yeah, and... Uh, it's a mess. Talked to my uh, siblings today in Michigan because I looked at the air quality thing on the uh, the Apple weather map thing. And the air quality across southern Michigan is all gone to hell. Northern Michigan, it's weird. It's fine. Somehow the stuff is snaking around the state, the northern state, and going down to the southern state. It's getting Chicago. It's getting Detroit. Let's face it, their air wasn't all that good to begin with. Thanks, Democrats. But uh, now it's just hazy and smelly and unhealthy. And outside here, you can smell it. Where our air is unhealthy, too. We've got the warnings, but it's not near. It's like twice as bad back in the Midwest, which means depending on which way the wind blows and contrary to what Bob Dylan said, it does. it is helpful to have a weatherman to tell you which way the wind blows. Um It'll probably be getting here unless it goes north of us. It'll be getting here tomorrow, maybe later today. I don't know. So if you're on the East Coast, especially the Northeast, although it could go south, who knows, be ready. Get your uh, snorkel, your air pack, or your whatever the hell it is, ready to go because Canada can't seem to put out a fire no matter what. God, socialist government. You can't do... How about you just do the basic things right? I get that you suck at your health care and all that, but how about you You just get the, the basic things right? Is that too much to ask? And apparently, apparently it is. So anyway, we've got a lot of stuff going on, and I'm sure I will grouse about Canada on the Weekend F and Review at patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com because... Honestly, Canada is terrible. <laughs> I grew up across the river from them. I know they're terrible. Nobody's that nice. There's something going on there. Something untoward going on there. All right. So speaking of things untoward, we've got new audio of the president of the United States having a brain fart, having a... He, Joe Biden and a lot of people in politics do this. Hillary used to do this. They mistake volume for sincerity. Now, I assume it means that they believe that their supporters or whatever are dumb and it works with them because it has to work with somebody. Maybe it's just the people in their immediate surrounding surrounding things, the media coaches going, here's, here's what you do. Hillary, when they ask you about your emails, uh, yell, get really loud. If they ask you about Benghazi, yell about how everybody's just making a joke out of it and what are you supposed to do? Just get, instead of pretending to care, because we know you don't, and you're kind of a robot, then instead of that, how about you just get loud, raise the volume, right? That'll that'll solve a good chunk of the problem. It's wildly bizarre, but so many people do it that somebody had to have told these people. Or there is literally nobody in the Democratic Party who watches this stuff and goes, somebody should uh, should tell them that it's not working and I'm going to be that person. Maybe they get fired. Who knows? But uh, Joe Biden's example of this 
happened today as he was heading out to Marine One to try and sell Bidenomics. What is Bidenomics? I'll tell you in a bit. But I want you to listen to this brain fart from Joe Biden, who doesn't seem to know where, you know, you'd think at a certain point when you're just throwing hundreds of billions of dollars down the toilet, you would be, I don't know, sensitive and aware of where the toilet you're throwing that money down actually is located. But Joe isn't. Here's Joe Biden. President Biden, how involved, President Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? No, I wasn't. Were you? No. Okay, sorry. I mixed the two things up. That's Biden screaming about the no. No, no, I wasn't involved in that. Why'd your son lie then, Joe? Why'd your son lie? He doesn't get asked that. He just mistakes volume for passion. Then he goes and gives a speech... This is where he screws it up. This is where he, talking about Vladimir Putin. Now, what's the saddest part here is, well, just listen to it. It's hard to tell, but he's he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he has become a bit of a fly around the world. Uh, It's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. It's Japan. It's, it's, you know, it's 40 nations. Putin is losing the war in Iraq. You can hear the helicopter in the background. He's coming back. Putin is losing the war in Iraq. Now, you sit there and you go, this is why they don't let him talk to reporters. This is why they keep him as far away from reporters as possible. It's very bizarre. You spend $200 billion, I don't know, at least $100 billion on the war in Ukraine, and you would think that, hey, at some point, dude, um you should be aware of where you're sending that money. And, you know, I could see why Joe would get confused when it comes to transferring money because he's really only concerned about where it ends up, which is ultimately in a bank account with his name on it through 15, 16 LLCs in five or six different countries. So he's confused. I guess that's understandable. Is that wrong? That's too bad to wrong. All right. So that's going on. Meanwhile, if you watch any video of this exchange when he's coming out of the White House, and he's coming out of the White House not at like the crack of dawn, not six in the morning or whatever, but he's coming out on time. The president's day is pretty regimented. Now, Barack Obama and and Bill Clinton used to always be late. But Joe Biden does what he's told. He would have made a great Nazi. And he runs around. And he's talking to reporters and they see these weird indents on his face. These weird indentations on his cheeks. And everybody's like, what the hell is this? And there were pictures going around. And the first pictures that I saw, I thought, hey, is this, is this real? Can this really be real? Like, Because it's, it's pretty easy to doctor. They say, it's like you're wearing a ball gag. That's kind of how the things were. I said, can that be real? And it turns out, that it is, apparently. Now, what caused it? Now, if you've ever seen anybody with a CPAP machine, they look like a deep-sea diver. They, I don't know. It looks very bizarre. I don't, thankfully, have to wear a CPAP machine, but my father did, and he'd go to bed, and he'd have this thing, these things in his nose, and this thing, like, 
over i don't know it went over the top of his head and around the back of his head or whatever if you wanted to sleep on your stomach you just weren't going to be able to and it was just a weird type of thing now that would leave some marks on your face but it would leave marks all over your face because it's the point of contact and your skin is what's leaving the marks and the point of contact is like the forehead the nose the the cheeks everything this was just on the cheeks and it wasn't like they were red, like they were fresh. And besides, Joe was dressed in a suit. If you get, first thing you get out of bed while wearing a snorkel all night for your sleep apnea, you take that off. Yeah, right. A couple minutes, it takes, just like you take your watch off, you take a ring off, you take whatever. It leaves a little mark and then an indent. And then it just kind of, your body goes back into shape. That's how the human body works. Where the hell was, what was Joe wearing that he could walk out, get, now theoretically get up, they say, now CNN has the report here, it says, President Joe Biden has recently begun using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea, the White House says, after indentations from straps were seen on both sides of his face Wednesday morning, quote, since 2008, the president has disclosed his history with sleep apnea through medical records. He uses a CPAP machine last night, which is common for people with that history, White House spokesman Andrew Bates said. Now, I love it. He recently began right in 2008. That ain't recent. That's a pretty long time ago. Joe was coherent back then. He was able to string together a coherent sentence. An official familiar with the matter said Biden began using the device recent weeks to improve sleep quality. Masks, marks could also be seen on the side of Biden's face during a Monday event at the White House meant to promote an expansion of high-speed internet access. Now, I don't know. Joe Biden is 80 years old. Maybe when you get older, the elasticity of your skin changes and that if you set a quarter on your forearm, you'll have an indent there. You let it sit there for a couple hours. You'll have an indent of a quarter on your forearm for the rest of the day. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe the president is severely dehydrated. I don't know what the hell is going on here, but it sure doesn't look like a CPAP machine to me. Now, granted, I again have limited experience with this, but the president would have had to have been up long enough. Let's just say he's overslept, which presidents aren't really allowed to oversleep. But if he overslept, say the, the video was taken at nine o'clock and he slept till 830 because he's got to have time to get up, comb his hair, put his hair plugs in order, whatever he does, brush his teeth, presumably. And uh, considering he just had a root canal, he probably would have done that. And get dressed. He could skip the shower. He'd give himself a bit of a whore bath and clean the, the dirty bits. And that's it. But he's got to have time to get dressed. In the time it takes to get dressed, your face would snap back into position. If you're in normal health. Maybe he has circulatory problems. I don't know what causes indentations in the skin to last a very long time. I thought dehydration kind of did it. Maybe they're denying Joe Biden his, uh, his proper fluids or whatever. It's just a very bizarre thing. And I thought, well, maybe, just maybe. Now, it's wild speculation because it doesn't, the straps don't go to, the, the straps look like they're for a ball gag. They're focused around the mouth. CPAP machines, as far as I know, are focused around the nose, but not whatever. Um, one of those ball gags or gag things that you put in the mouth so people don't bite their tongues, 
when they are receiving electroshock. I know, it's wild speculation. Wild, unfounded speculation. I am basing it on nothing other than just making a guess because everybody else is making a guess. Why not make a guess on something like this? But you would think that in order to keep maybe Joe in line, not keep Joe in line, but sort of wake him up, get the juices flowing in a way that he can go out and talk to the press as best as he can, considering he's still got things wildly screwed up. Maybe they're giving him a little bit of electroshock before he comes out. Is that possible? Anything's possible. But it's just bizarre to me. The media is now noticing this. And they're... Look, CNN is a good dog. CNN is a good dog. they got two different reporters on this story going, here's... It's, it's a CPAP machine. That's all. But the rest of the media is noticing things as well. Yahoo News, Business Insider. Biden has confused Iraq for Ukraine twice in the last 24 hours. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Two separate occasions in the last 24 hours, President Joe Biden has mistakenly referred to Ukraine as Iraq. On Wednesday morning, as Biden spoke to a group of reporters outside the White House before departing for Chicago, a reporter asked the president if he believed Vladimir Putin had been weakened by recent events in Russia, including an abortion rebellion uh, by the leader of the abortion rebellion? Really what they're calling it? Uh, Leader of a Wagner mercenary group. Quote, it's hard to tell, but he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. Yeah, no, he he lost the war in Iraq. Actually, the Soviet Union lost. No, they never went to war in Iraq. Yeah. It wasn't the first time he'd made the air. On Tuesday night at a fundraiser in Chevy Chase, Maryland, Biden referred to Ukraine as Iraq when touting the unity of NATO in the aftermath of the Russian invasion, according to White House transcript of his remarks. Quote, If anybody told you, and my staff wasn't so sure either, that we'd be able to bring all of Europe together in the onslaught on Iraq and get NATO to be completely united, I think they would have told you that's not likely, Biden said. One thing Putin counted on being able to, uh, uh, one thing Putin counted on was being able to split NATO, end quote from the president. Now, this goes back to what I've been saying since the beginning of the Biden presidency. I haven't said it in a while, mostly because he hasn't really made a bunch of statements in a while. But it goes back to like Javier Bacaria instead of Javier Becerra, the guy he appointed to be the secretary of health and human services. Um, A normal person will screw things up. They will. I screwed up the beginning of this show. It happens. You confuse two things and you go, oh, wait, now I've sorted it out. And you go back and you sort of correct the record. You acknowledge it. You've called somebody by the wrong name. I promise you that. For my mother, I was always Derek. That was it. They went through everybody else in the family before when she was mad and she was flustered when I was making jokes or whatever and making her laugh. She would try to tell me to be quiet, knock it off, stop it, whatever, by going through the first half syllable of everybody else's name. And then she'd get to me. It made sense. It was the order in which she knew us. But she always ended on the wrong thing. She never said, hey, Kirk, what are you doing? And look at me and like, not realize I'm not my brother, right? Joe Biden, because people catch themselves. Joe Biden doesn't catch himself. Joe Biden isn't catching himself. 
the Iraq thing for Ukraine is twice. They're very different countries, very different things going on in the world. And twice he's screwed it up, screwed it up big time. And you go, how is that even possible? It's possible if you're senile. Maybe there is a put this on, we're going to put this in your mouth, and we're going to just give you a little zap, Mr. President. Try and get your focus, try and get the blood flowing, try and get whatever. I don't know. Is it likely? Probably not. But is it believable that he's wearing a CPAP machine in a good half an hour at the late at the least before or after taking it off his face? He's still got major indents in the side of his head? I don't think so. That doesn't seem plausible to me. Unless they got him up, they got him dressed, they sat him down and said, now you take a nap until we're ready to go, and that's it. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Um, this story, it, it, I don't wish this on anybody. Look, Madonna is a weirdo. Madonna is um, not aging gracefully. She is doing everything that she can to, and, and she's fine. She can do what she wants. But apparently Madonna was rushed to the hospital. The uh, U.S. son. Uh, Madonna has been rushed to the ICU after being found unresponsive, forcing the pop star to postpone her highly anticipated celebration tour. The music icon's manager, Guy Osiri, took to social media on Wednesday to explain that Madonna, 64, stayed in the ICU for several days after a bacterial infection. Bacterial infection. There's a whole bunch of pictures. Quote, on Saturday, June 24th, Madonna developed a serious bacterial infection, which led to a several-day stay in the ICU, wrote a post on Instagram. Her health is improving. However, she is still under medical care. She's so hoping for a full recovery, but would pause all commitments, including the celebration tour. It's almost one of those things that I taught. I mentioned casually. I think I wrote about it. If I didn't write about it, I meant to write about it. But we are fast approaching the time where it's going to really suck, to be honest with you. If you're a fan of good music or even semi-good music or bad music or whatever, the people, the stuff today, I know I'm going to sound all get off my lawn but the stuff today sucks. The stuff today actually sucks. It really, I mean, I guess Taylor Swift is okay, and there's a couple of people who actually write songs that are all right, but in general it's crap and their sample it's just if you if you could sit down and just give me a bottle of beer and 20 minutes to mess around on with like an app on my computer to make a song you're not very talented you're just not i'm not saying you're completely untalented i'm saying that it's really lazy talent but we're going to start losing people. We already are losing people. We're losing, you know, the bass player for this one, the drummer for that one. And I get it. And you sit there and you go, well, this is really sad. These people really, and they do. They do. They're a part of it. But the real titans of rock and roll, the ones who survived the drug ages and the assassinations and uh, the plane crashes and everything, we're going to start losing them soon. So if you get a chance, like Elton John is giving his farewell tour. Not that Elton John's unhealthy, although Elton John probably isn't all that healthy, but he, he seems to be all right. He's just probably going to retire. If he doesn't get, if he's not really sick, then he might stick around, for, might come back 
did, like the Who did like four or five farewell tours or whatever. The Who are still out there. There's only two original members of the Who left. They just happen to be the two members that matter most. Uh, the Rolling Stones have four members left, three of which are, no, no, they only have three members left. Jeez. And so Mick and Keith are the ones that matter there. They're, that they're still alive is a miracle. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are, I really do wish they would tour together. Why not? But someday we're going to start losing these. We're going to lose the Eric Clapton's. We're going to lose these people. So if you get a chance to see them and you want to see them, don't like go, well, I didn't really want to go, but now that you said they're going to die, I'm going to go. But I've seen, I've been lucky enough to see Paul McCartney three times. At least twice. I can't remember. It was awesome. Both, every time. Every single time. It was incredible. And uh, I haven't had a chance to see the Who. This is, most of the things are too expensive. The Stones and stuff. But, and plus, Paul McCartney meant a lot more to me than the other ones. Not that I don't like them. But I'm just saying, if you're inclined to care, now would be the time. Because sooner or later, and I would say... Once it starts, it's not that they're all like sitting around on a death pack or something, but once it starts, they all kind of led the same life. They all are kind of roughly the same age. People of that age, you know, live to a certain age. Some will outlive others, but once they start going, they're going to start going. So if you want to go and see them, go see them now. All right. I want to talk about Biden. Here ended the lesson. <laughs> just It's just one of those, when those thoughts occur to you, you got to kind of, say something. Uh, well, you know what? I want to play one more Biden cut here because he, he, he God, I can't, be, I can believe, but I also can't believe this guy is president of the United States. They'll say he has a stutter, but you want to talk about the brain farting. He'll say, they'll say it's the president's stutter. A stutter doesn't really cause you to not be able to read. It doesn't. That's not how a stutter works. A stutter doesn't cause you to not be just simply give up on a word. I want you to listen to this this part of this speech. It's only 20 seconds long. And no, just no, I'm going to give it away at the beginning. Joe Biden is trying to say the word concentrated. Actually, Joe Biden is trying to read the word concentrated. The word concentrated is written on the teleprompter. Instead of enunciating the word concentrated, this is what it comes out of his pie hole. Economic theory, three quarters of U.S. industries grew more con consecrated, I mean, excuse me, consecrated. I'm thinking I didn't go to mass. They were moving to diminish competition. Concentrated. Concentrated. At least in this case, he recognized it. He wasn't able to get past it. Kind of gave a thesaurus-esque explanation for what he was trying to say. But he couldn't get it out of his head properly. That's pretty scary. It's pretty sad stuff, too, don't you think? Seems that way to me. All right. 
He went to Chicago to try and sell the idea of Bidenomics. Bidenomics. It was Reaganomics was successful. Bidenomics is apparently increase inflation, cause prices to skyrocket, and benefit only the rich and the donor class and your uh, junkie kid. So, you know, congratulations on Bidenomics. And what's really interesting about this is this story is from CNN wrote a story this morning about Bidenomics. The headline, Biden unveils his 2024 sales pitch for Bidenomics. Is anyone buying? And what's funny about this story is they go through and they kind of point out the history of the phrase Bidenomics. And they point out how Joe didn't have a clue what the hell Bidenomics was. His staff came up with this. According to CNN, it was uh, Anita Dunn and Mike Donilon, who are two senior advisors to the president, who came up with this. He came up with the talking points. They came up with the bogus definition, etc., etc. And they're going, okay, this Bidenomics. And so it went around. It made the rounds and it got back to Joe Biden. Only Joe Biden never heard of it, had no idea kind of even what it was. At the end of the CNN story, of course, the very end of the CNN story, which it took three reporters to write, by the way, it's 1,900 and, or no, 1,096 words. And it took three CNN staffers to write it. They write, Biden himself seemed surprised this month by his, uh, by what, that his surname had achieved nomics status. Yeah, because his economy sucks. You're like, you know, I don't want to be a name of this. Quote, I didn't realize I had Bidenomics going, end quote, he said during a news conference with his British counterpart on June 8th, suggesting he'd learned the term in the pages of the Wall Street Journal. Ten days later, as the White House put finishing touches on the forthcoming messaging push, he hadn't seemed to have achieved any more clarity on what exactly this theory was. Quote, we decided to replace the theory with trickle-down economics with what the press has now called Bidenomics, he said, during a political rally with union members in Philadelphia. Quote, I don't know what the hell that is, but it's working. <laughs> His team came up with it. His team had been banding it about. His team had been workshopping the messaging. And, and the area is, all right, we've got it. We're going to start using this term. And there's the president of the United States going, I don't know what the hell this thing is. I don't even know if I was in town that month. But uh, I don't know what it is, but it's working. I don't know what it is, but it's working. If Republicans can't run effectively against this clown, if they cannot run effectively against this guy and this messaging, they need to quit. They all need to quit. Every single, any Republican who looks at this and goes, well, what am I supposed to say in response to that? You need to quit. You need to drop out. You need to get somebody in there who can do it. I just don't understand how the hell Republicans could be losing this. And it's a testament to just how frightening this country has become that in polls, Joe Biden is either beating Donald Trump 
buy like one or two. It's within the margin of error. So spare me on that. I'm just reporting the polls. Or losing to Ron DeSantis by one or two. Which means that it's close. Which means that it's remarkably close. Which means that there are roughly half the country who either aren't paying attention or are paying attention and look at this and go, yeah, but still, don't really care. I don't really care. It's terrifying. It's horrifying. In other horrifying news, remember this from the other day, from the Pride Parade, I think, up in New York. Of course, everything is from New York. The uh, running around going, uh, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Oh, yeah, no, at a time when groomers are abound and teachers are in the grooming business, etc., etc., you would think that this would, I don't know, be kind of stupid to chant in public, but this is the pride, pride, no dignity, no decency, but pride. Pride up the wazoo, along with other things up there, wazoo. Well, now leave it to NBC News out. NBC, did you know that news has sexuality? News is gay. And NBC out and proud is reporting. Their headline is great. We're coming for your children, chant at NYC Drag March elicits outrage, but activists say it's taken out of context. Yeah, look, we're not going to come. Well, yeah, I mean, we totally want to turn your children, we're going to molest your children and whatever, but we're t- you're taking it out of context. No. Over the weekend, a short video circulated widely on social media of an unidentified person in a New York City march during Pride festivities saying, we're coming for your children. It wasn't a person. You heard it right there. That was multiple people. They were marching to a drum. The 21-second clip circulated by right-wing web streamer channel, dozens of people march in the streets that are clearly heard chanting, we're here, we're queer, we're coming, we're, go- we're not going shopping. But one voice is louder than the crowd. It's not clear whose or whether the speaker was a member of the LGBTQ community is heard saying at least twice, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. To conservative pundits, you can heard, you heard the audio yourself. To conservative pundits, activists, and lawmakers, the video confirmed the allegations. They've levied in recent years that the LGBTQ community is grooming children. No, it's about the T's. It's all about the T's. They have to slather them in the L's and the G's and the B's because they don't want you to know what the T is up to. Um, Just like they didn't want you to know what Jeffrey Epstein was up to. To Brian Griffin, the original organizer of the NYC Drag March, if that's the worst they heard, it's only because... He wasn't there this year. Griffin said he'd chanted obscene things in the past, like, kill, 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 we're coming to kill the mayor, and joked about pubic hair and sex toys during marches. People at the drag march regularly sing, God is a lesbian. Don't they just sound like the most fun people in the world? It's all just words, Griffin said. It's all pretended, uh, presented to fulfill their worst stereotypes. So it's just words. 
Now, you use the wrong pronoun, it's a hate crime. You dead name somebody, it's a hate crime. But they can do and say whatever they want. We're going to molest your kids. Oh, we're just kidding. Relax. The, quote, coming for your children chant has been used for years at Pride events, according to longtime March attendees and gay rights activists who said it was one of many provocative expressions used to regain control of slurs against LGBTQ people. What is the slur? Well, you're calling me a groomer. Well, I'm going to take that term back. No, you, you take, you, you kind of say you are a groomer, right? But what's missing from this story is any mention any proof, anybody even claiming they said this for years. It's just somebody's whispered sweet nothings into this so-called reporter's thing. Ah, oh, we've been using that for years. Oh, all right. Well, we're doing it to take back the slurs against the gay people. Okay, how's that? And in this case, they said right-wing activists are jumping on a single video to weaponize an out-of-context remark to further stigmatize the queer community. All you really got to do is set a video camera on a tripod and and mission accomplished. Conservative politicians and pundits have increasingly referred to advocates for LGBTQ rights as groomers, associating people who oppose laws that restrict drag performances and classroom discussions of gender identity with pedophiles. Yeah, because I think you're pretty close. You're pedophile adjacent at a minimum. If and you're sitting there feeling compelled to talk to kids about sex, your sex life, their non-existent sex life, the sex lives of anybody or anything. It doesn't matter. But this story goes into nothing, quotes no one who was there. There's nothing. There's no attempt to find it. If somebody had tweeted a meme that they didn't like, CNN dispatched somebody to find an old lady in Florida and threatened to out her if she ever dared tweet a meme again they didn't like. But for some reason, all the resources of NBC News could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again and could not get around to finding out what in the hell was going on here. Why? Because they know what was going on there. They meant it. It wasn't by accident. They meant it. These people are provocateurs. And inside the provocateurs that there are, are true believers, are the perverts out there who would love nothing more then, look, every week there's stories about some LGBTQ activist who was arrested for having a whole bunch of kiddie porn. And you sit there and you just ignore it. It doesn't get wide reporting. It doesn't. There was a mayor here in Maryland in a suburb of D.C. who was, a, the, you know, proud, is close to Secretary Mayor Pete. They're good friends and he mentored, he was mentored by Mayor Pete. And then now he's sitting in jail because they found a whole bunch of kitty porn on his computer. Did you hear about it? No, you didn't hear about it. Because it's not helpful to the left. The story gets reported in a whisper, and everything is just ignored after that. They might report the final plea deal or whatever it is. All right, fine. But that's it. They don't report anything. And it sure as hell doesn't make TV any more than it absolutely has to. And it does not make national news at all. Their friendship between this mayor and Secretary Mayor Pete. That made national news. That made the cables. Because, look, he's mentoring other gay mayors. It's just wonderful. He's such a hero. Oh, wait. Mentoring him in what? Should we check Pete's laptop? No. It's really bizarre, but this is who the left is, and this is what the left has become. 
I want to play you this. I'm going to pull this up so I have the absolute right thing. It's from The Blaze. It's all over social media. The Blaze reports a Minneapolis church live streams uh, live stream Sunday caught the moment when one of its pastors led the congregation in the resuscitation of the Sparkle Creed, which proclaims belief in a non-binary God whose pronouns are plural, and to Jesus, who had two dads, among other things. This is the left. You want to talk about this being a religion? This is a religion. This is literally a religion. Now we say, oh, the right is a cult. The, right, the left really honestly is a cult. From the environmentalists wanting to chain themselves to anything or block traffic or whatever, to this stuff, to the brown shirts going out and BLM Antifa and fighting. And then you find out, hey, what happened to that $100 million that BLM did? Uh, not interested in that. Don't ask any questions. Now get off my mansion's property. In Minneapolis church, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anna Helgen, H-E-L-G-N, one of the pastors at Adena Community Lutheran Church, asked those in the sanctuary to, quote, confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed, which is a radical variation of the Apostles' Creed. This, yeah, Lutheran church out there. Now, I could read you this, but I'm going to just let you hear the audio for yourself. And what's sad is there's a room full of people, adults, who go right along with this crap. I invite you to rise in body or spirit and let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love, so beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. There's your modern Democratic Party. It is a religion. It is a death cult. It is politics. It has nothing to do with God. It has to do with politics. They, they might as well have gone right from there to we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your kids. I don't, I don't get these people. And what's amazing to me is the confidence with which they do what they do. They truly believe, and maybe they're right. We'll find out next year. They truly believe that they are in the majority and that they just don't give a single damn. Either their grotesque nature will be ignored or covered up or accepted. One of the, There's no concern about this. There's no like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be, maybe we'll turn the cameras off. Or we'll say that, nope. 
It's this is who we are. They tell you because they know that their fellow travelers and the media are going to cover up for them. They're not going to broadcast this. They're not going to dispatch reporters going, what the hell is this sparkle creed? What is this? I mean, they put the pride flags on their church. Fine. Love everybody. But that's different. You love the I hate the sin, but love the sinner. That is the full-throated embracement of what you consider to be a sin if you believe in the tenets of that religion and the book that you're looking at. You don't have to, but, you know, honestly, it's Catholicism, the uh, smorgasbord Catholicism has gone to other religions, every religion, it doesn't matter just going to say, oh, I believe in this part of this, but not the other part of that, and I, I'm a Catholic for abortion rights, and I really believe that the church should be ordaining women, and, and gay marriage should be part of Like, wait, that's not what the Catholic Church teaches. Then you don't, you're not a Catholic, okay? I don't care what you are. You don't have to be a Catholic, but you claim you're something because you just want to be, but then you go ahead and reject everything that there is out there. I'm sorry, that's it's not the way it works. I'm not in the NBA. I'm six foot five. I could supposedly be a guard, maybe on the sl- on the short end of it, but I'm not. If I simply declare it to be, it doesn't make it so. It certainly wouldn't get me a front row and a, a money gun at the strip club. Lastly today, I just, these people are nuts. Lastly today, I just want to point out something that's been pointed out on social media. The New York Times is sort of looking into the, they're doing the literal bare minimum that they have to do. They just are. And in a piece today, competing accounts of Justice Department's handling of Hunter Biden case. That's the headline, the subheadline, an IRS investigator's testimony describing strains over the inquiry into President Biden's son is at odds with the version laid out by Attorney General Merrick Garland. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Because the whistleblowers are saying that the special prosecutor wanted to bring charges against Hunter Biden for more serious charges, more serious tax crimes, etc., etc., but... He needed, he was rejected by the attorney general. He was denied. He was blocked. Now, the attorney general said, I did not. Nobody has, he had final say, blah, 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 blah. It was a bunch of crap. If you read past the first thousand words or so in that New York Times story, you find these paragraphs. See if you'll hear these reported anywhere. Now, this made the New York Times, but way, way down, way, way down in the story. But in mid-2022, Mr. Weiss, the prosecutor, reached out to top federal prosec- to the top federal prosecutor in Washington, Matthew Graves, to ask his office to pursue charges and was rebuffed, according to Mr. Shapley's testimony. That's the whistleblower. Okay, So he said, no, would you be, we need you to pursue these charges that's in your jurisdiction. It has to be charged in the jurisdiction where the crime had taken place. And the prosecutor said, nope, the Biden's appointed prosecutor said, not interested. A similar request to prosecutors in the Central District of California, which includes Los Angeles, was also rejected, Mr. Shapley testified. A second IRS official, who has not been identified, told House Republicans the same story. That episode was confirmed independently 
by the New York Times, uh, to the New York Times by a person with knowledge of the situation. Now, wait a second. What? The New York Times actually confirmed this story. Now, why is that not a big story? you got three people now. Only one is anonymous to the New York Times reporting that Mr. Weiss tried to get charges filed in jurisdictions controlled by Democrats against Hunter Biden, tax crimes, and they were turned down. While Mr. Weiss had the authority, and this is key, while Mr. Weiss had the authority to pursue leads that led to jurisdictions other than his own in Delaware, the department's practices dictated that he secure the approval and cooperation of the U.S. attorneys in those districts before proceeding, which means that he could follow the lead wherever it went, but he could not charge them because he had to charge them where the crimes that he alleged had occurred, and the Democrats in those positions said no. And so what happened to these more serious charges? The statute of limitations was allowed to run out, which means that now Hunter Biden can go and confess to it, to all of it, to even more. And they can't be charged on it. He got away with it. He got away with it. But the attorney general, no, he was able to, yeah, the attorney general's right. He was able to pursue the investigation wherever it went. But Merrick Garland made sure that his army of flying monkeys knew that should they be approached by Mr. Weiss for cooperation, for charging in pursuant to Justice Department policy, they were in no way, shape, or form, if they liked their job, to follow through on that, to allow that to happen. Corruption in plain sight, it gets casual mention in the New York Times. That should be the headline It's not even the subject of this section of the story, and there will be no follow-up. And when confronted about it, people at the New York Times will say, well, what are you talking about? We reported on it. Yeah, you confirmed it. Now you're supposed to go to the Justice Department and start demanding answers, but that's not the way it works. You don't ask questions you don't really want to know the answers to. That's true for a lawyer in court, as true for journalists when talking about their Democrat friends. Sad, sick, true, not surprising. Anyway, that is enough for today, I think. It's Thursday, getting ready for the holiday weekend. Hope you got something awesome planned. Programming note, I'm going to be all over the place now. Everybody's going on vacation, so like bums in the radio business like me get a lot of fill-in work. On Friday from 3 to 6 p.m., it's all on WMAL. 3 to 6 p.m., I'm on WMAL Eastern Time. Saturday, I'm from 4 to 7 Eastern Time p.m. Monday, I'm back 3 to 6. Uh, Tuesday, nothing because it's a uh, holiday on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, for the first time ever, I will be working with my wife on the morning show from, I guess it's from 5 to 9 a.m. Uh, there with co- the regular co-hosts that they have there. So it'll be me and the regular co-host for four hours in the morning, uh, provided I don't say something that my wife walks upstairs and smacks me upside the head for 
which is a distinct possibility. So, yeah, I'm going to be all over the place in the coming week. If you get a chance, you want to stream it, WMAL.com. Have a uh, great one. We'll be back tomorrow for the Friday edition. I'll remind you again. Thanks for listening. Have a great one.